0: In a lot of offices, I've said this before, we have trained people to focus on the wrong things. And sometimes we have the wrong person doing it. Just tracking it in any method, though, even if it's an Excel spreadsheet or you keep your schedules for the week or and there's not a lot of communication about what's going wrong with them. Like it's it's actually really strange to me, all the effort they will put in on their end and then just sort of be like, well, whatever happens, happens.
1: There's there's some finesse to it. Right. So like selling a filling. feel like most people could do that right like hey you got this problem with this tooth and if you don't fix it it's going to turn into a root canal or you could get the filling it's 150 bucks
0: and it's a done deal right those are two totally different things you don't have to have perfect words and you don't have to be perfectly articulate and smooth
1: Welcome to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage Podcast. I'm your host Gary Bird, and I am the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more full arch cases. And today I have Genevieve, who's oversees Poppy Practice Management. She's also going to be speaking at our Full Arch Advantage Podcast in San Diego. Our podcast, uh, glitched out there. She's gonna be speaking. She's speaking on our podcast today. She's also gonna be speaking at our Full Arch Advantage event in San Diego, August 18th and 19th. And she's gonna specifically be speaking on how to close more treatment at your office when it comes to Full Arch. And we're really excited about this. It's it's gonna be a great event. And Genevieve has a ton of knowledge. She's been in the dental industry for many years, helped a lot of practices grow. So I'm excited about that. Genevieve, why don't you, why don't we just jump into what are you seeing right now that's helping these these offices around Full Arch grow? What are you seeing that's having the most impact from your perspective?
0: Yeah, from my perspective and probably because this is where I help people a lot, um tracking and being even moderately better at case acceptance drives a lot of growth in this space, right? Yeah. First of all, it blows my mind how many people that do this type of work in their office and these type of cases don't actually keep very good track of their case acceptance or uh, even track it at all. They run kind of on a gut feeling that pretty much everybody's doing it. <laughs> yep. When I know you're not tracking it, I also know there's not a great follow-up system in place. Uh, and it's really an area that if you, if you're 10% better in it, right? Like if you're just a tiny bit better at it, it creates a ton of growth uh, in terms of doing the cases you like to do and, of course, revenue in your practice uh, in this space. So. I Maybe mean, personal tracking it, but then kind of admitting that it might be a problem or something that you need a little extra training on or yeah. that closing pieces like this is a little bit different than you know two shillings and a crown.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally different. And and you know, that's so true about the tracking. One of the things that we're going to be going over at the boot camp is how to actually structure your CRM. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, Dental and largely doesn't use CRM. Some some organizations do, but for the most part, most people don't. And what that does is it allows you to actually see where people are getting stuck in your life cycle. And I yes. think that's going to be a game changer for people to visualize, hey, here's where the patients are starting, here's where they're finishing, and they're not making it all the way through, and here's here's where they're getting stuck. And then you can actually uh, apply right. scripting or do you know different kinds of follow-up, phone calls, text messages, emails based on that. So I, I'm totally with you on that. So from there, let's let's assume, so the audience is listening and they go, You're right, Genevieve, we don't really track it. We can do a better job tracking. Is there anything else that you would add to that? Or is there a next step after the tracking once they get that nailed down?
0: You know, I like to start with tracking because a lot of people just really can't recognize that there might be a problem there um, or don't want to admit it. Or, you know, in our industry, we've talked about this before, we love to blame the patients. You know, we love to then tell the stories of how they're all price shoppers or all insurance driven patients, and it's all their fault. And it's all the marketing company's fault for producing all of the wrong people. You know, like it's all of those things. It's never like, oh, maybe we're not good at this.
1: Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast and we wanna meet you in person. We have four events coming up and I wanna give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. I've never, I've never had a treatment coordinator or front desk reach out to us and say, you know what, guys, we didn't handle this properly. It's always no. somebody else's fault, right?
0: And I understand that I don't say that with any, you know, level of blame. It's yep. just what we do, right? Like we we because we're so focused on educating and informing people, the way we present these big cases is really just like it's a very matter of fact. Here's the details, here's how much it is. What do you want to do? There's not a lot of finesse to it in most offices. And in a lot of offices, I've said this before, we've trained people to focus on the wrong things and sometimes we have the wrong person doing it. Uh. And so uh, the tracking, I think, is at least a starting point to show us that, hey, maybe Genevieve's not being critical of us. Maybe she's not here just to pick on us. Maybe we really need to do measure.
1: Yeah, there's areas of opportunity. Well, we're it's, it's, here, yeah, right? the way I think about tracking is it allows us to focus our energy on the areas of opportunity rather than focusing on something maybe we're already good at. And and right. so um, so now we're tracking. Do you have like a simple tracking method that you look at? Do you just look at like what is our case acceptance rate for full arch or what is there an easy way to do it or is it all like is it complicated
0: you know if you have something that's like a a dashboard or or a di or a a practice by numbers or any of those things you know that's a great way to do it i find just tracking it in any method though even if it's an excel spreadsheet or you keep your schedules for the week and you (laughs) put an s on the ones that scheduled you know like I almost don't care how you do it. Starting even the most low-tech way you can is it's just important to focus on it. And uh-huh. I think we just don't like to. And it's unfortunate because the doctors that want to do these cases, they put a lot of effort into being trained and skilled to uh-huh. do these things. And they have a great amount of passion around it. But they're actually really disconnected from what happens to it after they do their magic in the room. They don't and, really know what goes on. And they don't actually typically involve those treatment coordinators in their training or and there's not a lot of communication about what's going wrong with them like it's it's actually really strange to me all the effort they will put in on their end and then just sort of be like well whatever happens happens you know
1: yeah leave it to Um, chance right just kind of throw it out there like all right let us know if you're going to schedule or not we'll we'll, we'll move on to the next one
0: right I, i talk and i get that you know in dentistry we don't like to be hard sell like, that's yep. a really uncomfortable thing. And uh, a lot of people even say, well, we're not going to sell anybody. We're not going to force anybody. When they're ready, they're ready. We're here when they're ready. And I absolutely want to be here when they're ready for these cases. Right. They're not all going to move through in the first moment. But also, these are like the highest level of chicken out cases there are. Right. These are people yeah. who, you it's know. so easy
1: to say no. It's so easy <laughs> to say <no. laughs> yes. yes.
0: These are cases where they, you know, it took a great amount of bravery to make the first phone call for this consultation. And I actually really view view it as helping a person to proceed with this thing that they really want to do. Yeah. Help them figure out how to do it. Yeah. Whereas uh, many, many personalities and just our style in the industry really historically has been like, if you're if you're pushing people, you know, we even say pushing. You're selling. It's gross. It's bad. And to me. It's helping a person figure out how they can get the smile they want. Um, But a lot of our treatment coordinators and even like assistants that are doing it, just the people who are presenting that are very much having an if conversation. Just let us know if you want to do it. They are not having a how conversation. Their discomfort around actually sitting through a couple of different credit applications and, you know, really helping a person figure out the money is pretty deep, generally speaking. Or the people who are like, I don't care about money, then are kind of insensitive about money. It takes like a real balance, you know, to not yep. be afraid of money, but to be sensitive that money is a big deal to people and and sit with people and figuring out that solution.
1: So, okay. So you used a word a little bit earlier. You said there's, there's some finesse to it, right? So like selling a yeah. filling, I feel like most people could do that, right? Like, hey, right. you got this problem with this tooth and if you don't fix it, it's going to turn into a root canal or you could get the filling. It's 150 bucks and it's a done deal, right? Right. Very straightforward. Um, yep. W- it's almost no finesse, right? Like, very, right? like very little. So when you say finesse, sometimes I think people will hear that and it's like almost like you have to have this like God-given gift to sell right. full arch and you either have it or you don't, right? And, and I know <laughs> from the doctor's perspective, they sometimes add to that because yes. their skill set is so complicated that it's like almost unimaginable, this stuff that they're doing because they're literally born with the hands to be able to do it right what how do you feel about that like what is the level of finesse versus no this is something that can be taught to most people
0: right oh i you know like anything in the world there's like the kid on your team who's just better than everybody right there's always like people who things come easy to and you don't really have to teach them or show them they're just good at it uh I do think you can teach a great level of improvement in most dental team members if they're open and willing, right? If they're not stuck, really what I teach, I teach people words. I give a lot of verbiage, but I think where I really what I, where I really focus is on their mindset about it, right? A lot of that finesse comes from like the way they're feeling about it and the way they're sitting in it with the person. And like, are you really listening to this person or are you trying to have a clever response for them? Those are two totally different things. You don't have to have perfect words, and you don't have to be perfectly articulate and smooth. Actually, the people that I know that are the best at it are just the most normal, natural people. They're not fancy. They're not trying to be professional and polished. They're just trying to be there to help a person. So a lot of it is just shifting what you think is important about that conversation. Um, And most people can do that. And some people in the process of learning that just realize like this is not for me. Of course like, yeah. I yeah I'm more comfortable doing this. I'd, I'd rather take can't. the
1: phone calls or I'd rather do the right. scheduling or the billing.
0: I'd but rather file the, the insurance claim. Yeah. like that's what yeah. I like to do, you know, not have the hard account. I'm hard and uncomfortable, and let's be real, most people who are at the point of losing all their teeth are it require a lot of sensitivity and a uh-huh. lot of. Um, support through that part of it. It isn't just a money conversation, though that's a big part of it. It's There's a lot going on. So, I mean, when I say finesse, I, I think what you have to focus on is like getting your head in the right place and focusing uh, on things that are different than closing a couple fillings.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And then and then from there, so let's, let's assume we got to tracking in. We know yeah. we're not converting the cases, but we know that there's opportunities here that could have closed if we would have focused a little bit differently. And now we're, we got the treatment coordinated and the doctors, their heads in the right place. They're more approaching it from helping somebody. What's the next step to get them to, to that? Yes. To get you a little bit closer to that. Yes. Is it, is it just, is it role playing with the scripting or what, what's the next step from your perspective?
0: I think it's role playing and being willing to like self-evaluate. Um, even if you're willing to record yourself doing it and hear it back, um, I know that's very vulnerable for people, but we're talking big cases, right? So, and serious help to people, right? Like this is not, these are not a small stakes conversation to me. And I find a lot of times when you record yourself having a conversation like that, there's a huge disconnect from how you think you sound to how you actually sound. hundred percent, (laughs) yeah. What you think you're saying versus what you're actually saying can be broadly different. Um, And people can kind of see their nerves and how they're, they're pre- projecting that onto the conversation and how they're stumbling in a few places and being able to have that game tape and actually evaluate yourself, not to be critical, but to build a strategy for next time Yeah, is really powerful for those kinds of conversations.
1: I just talked to a doctor. He said what he does for marketing, uh, literally just earlier today on a podcast, he said that they record everything in their office, right? So it's one of those offices where just they're recording And then they'll present the treatment when they're done to the patient, like, and the patient cries, whatever holds up the mirror, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. And then they ask them at the end, they go, Hey, we record all this. Would you like to see it? So you can see, you know, see your reaction. And then can we use it in our marketing and can we use it the one that really caught me that I was like, that's a genius. They use it with, they say, if the patient says, yes, of course they use it in their, um, presenting to new patients. So they, and then for training too. So you can use it for training, you can use it for patients who are thinking about starting treatment, So you can pull up one of the testimonials, and you can use it in your marketing. I thought that was
0: genius. That is genius. I I love, who doesn't love a good reveal video? And I've always talked to docs about like, when you're delivering these cases, you should be recording it, like, if not to use for that person. It's a huge, life-changing moment. That's the other thing that I, you know, as a little aside, like, crazily enough, there are there are treatment coordinators that work in offices that deliver these cases who never have seen that moment. Oh, that's They've crazy. They've never watched that. Right. And I think that it, I mean, they're, they're a mile away in another part of the office and they see people leave happy. Right. And they see the before and after a little bit.
1: Yeah. They don't but, see the breakdown. The person. snot coming out and the tears, like all of that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's uh that's a moment where a person feels completely different about themselves and like, Having some connection to that emotionally, I think, helps people build the confidence to help people push through the discomfort of those hard money conversations and case acceptance conversations. So if you have team members that aren't privy to that moment, you should make sure they all are.
1: That's that's a great point. Yeah, that's a, that is an amazing point. All right. So I know I've kind of directed this conversation. I'm going to leave this open for you. Is okay. there anything else? Obviously, if people want to like if you want the exact scripting, the Genevieve uses, all those kind of things. You can come to the boot camp. We're going to have it all printed out, fill in the blank, the whole nine yards that you can take and use in your practice and bring it to the so they can learn at the same time as you do. Um, what do you, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you're like, you know, what, we should talk about this particular topic that would help uh, Full Arch grow?
0: You know, I, I guess the other thing, and we've talked about this before at other moments, is if you don't have a really good financing option for these patients, like that covers up to the amount of money that they're going to need, that covers down to a low credit score, that your team isn't very comfortable using, you are going to struggle to close these. Most people who need these cases do not have $60,000 in the bank, Yeah, right? And there are some, but not a lot, right? And offering them, you know, 12 equally unaffordable payments is not, you know, (laughs) done.
1: So I was I I brought a a proceed, the CEO of Proceed and and their financial thing for Full Arch. He's going to be speaking at the event. He said, I said, so what's the best way to, like, figure out financing for these offices, especially offices that don't know have never done it before? He said, think car payment, not house payment. That's how you win. And I was like, that's so simple.
0: Yes. Dentists don't love it when I make the car payment analogy, but nobody walks onto a car lot and says, I want to spend $65,000 on a car. <laughs> yeah, they no. say, I need a payment under 500 Yep, That's not- literally what they say. Yep. And so if we could get more comfortable thinking of it that way and being willing to use that tool, right? Like build build your pricing so that you can take some financing hit on it. Because yep. I have offices where doctors don't realize this because they hate taking that 9% or whatever it is off the top. They have inadvertently trained their treatment coordinators that that's an ultimate last resort, and their treatment coordinators have like a weird aversion to even offering it yep. because they're so they would rather not do the case at all than give nine percent off of it,
1: which is wild because you can build all that back in. You can just build the nine percent in at the, at the yeah, beginning your and actually make more money. Going
0: be financed,
1: yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and actually you'll make more money by doing it that way, and and you'll get more cases, so you're making I'm more. Doing
0: so many more cases. <laughs> like it's it's, it's a, a very critical part. And I think doctors are kind of stunned to know that the impact they have when they kind of vent or gripe about those financing fees—that is actually teaching their treatment coordinators to not offer that up.
1: Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Like, I hate uh,
0: offering that up. I hate, uh, I hate doing that, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you should make this as easy as possible to patients. You should be, be
1: celebrating if people are doing it because yes. you're, yeah, yeah, I, I'm with yeah. you. The, if you uh,
0: don't understand the, what you're writing off on a full arch case versus what you're gaining, you're... You're focused on the wrong thing, but that's super, super common.
1: So I don't know if Genevieve will agree or, or actually say this or not, but I'll, I'll say it just to make it easy for everybody. If you're going into full arch and all you have is care credit, you're, you're going to struggle because they're not set up for that kind of financing. You're yeah. going to get an all no's or you're going to get some yeses at, you know, $10,000 for $50,000 worth of treatment. And people are going to be like, it's like a slap in the face. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, right. it's almost an insult that you're even offering it.
0: Yeah. I, Love care credit for certain purposes, but it is not, um, it's not really the tool for this kind of dentistry.
1: So good. It can
0: be your only one, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it definitely, I totally agree. Um, Great job on on this. Uh, If someone says, okay, that's all great, but I I want like more details. I want you to dive into the weeds with me. I want you to look at what we're doing. How do they get a hold of you?
0: yeah well you can find me on the internet i'm pretty much the only genevieve poppy out there <laughs> you are every Pop time poppy. i have to go
1: how do i how many how many p's how many how many v's
0: it's poppy practice management and poppy is p o p p e com. um and you can schedule a call with me right there otherwise come to our event because we're going to go through it all there um as much as we can in one day uh but yeah i'm pretty easy to find
1: awesome thanks so much for coming on genevieve i really appreciate hearing it hearing bye bye